0: Howdy and welcome back to another episode of The One, the only podcast and fan club dedicated exclusively to effects pedals. If you love effects pedals, you are in the right place, you are amongst friends. I'm Justin. I'm Addison. That's right, we have Addison Savan on the podcast today, filling in for Vince, who is still on his anniversary, his one year anniversary in Maui, celebrating it where he got married. When we started the uh, effects pedal fan club, uh, our whole creative intent was, we we had, was twofold. One, to get kind of excited about effects pedals and just share the love and passion for the pedals, the artists and the builders. And two, have an experience where you go into your favorite guitar shop and you just like, see a friend there or talk to your, talk to the owner. And basically that's the energy we try to bring to the podcast and seeing you at Nam was, you know, basically an an exemplification of that. It manifested it in the real so. Thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it.
1: Dude, it's a privilege to be here. I was so caught off guard. You guys walked up and I didn't like I wasn't sure who you were cuz I I'd, I'd seen a picture of you before and we're we're internet friends, right? Yeah. So I'd seen a picture of you but it didn't register. And you're like, "Justin." And I was like, "Yo, what's <laughs> up? I'm this is the coolest. Like I had no I had no idea I would get to see you guys." And then Vince, of course, like it was so good to meet him. So, Um, I hope, Vince, I hope your trip is going well, man. In Maui, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet.
0: (laughs) I think it's going great. Um, He he has what he calls the day of rest. And so right after he gets off the plane, he takes a day of rest. And I think he's had seven days of rest, so he's doing great. (laughs) He is doing really good. (laughs) Yep. Um, So for our fan club listeners, I always like to outline the show real quick so you know what we're going to get into. We're going to have Addison do a quick tour of his board. We're going to play a game of space on my board both with vince and addison because vince did call in the hotline and uh play a game of we're going to have the concert for wilson with addison and then we're also going to talk a little bit with addison about creative wisdom he's kind of in a unique position because he's been exposed to so much uh pedalry that um he might have something uh, to share with us in regards to that and then also see what's next for addison because if you know addison he is uh internet famous i mean you You've basically played, I think, concerts. You've played more concerts on the internet than anyone I know. Okay. <laughs> and um, you're on to your own uh, kind of freelance career. So yep. I'm going to let Addison take it from here, but I want everybody to know, how do Addison and I know each other? And we know each other because I made a, a documentary film, a gra- Gravel Cycling, and the JHS band was generous enough to write the soundtrack for it. Uh, Addison I know you played bass on it I think and did the mix I'm not sure exactly sure how it is but that's how Addison and I became internet buddies and we've been friends ever since and then Addison it's funny you're going to be on my you're going to work on my next film but not as a as a sound mixer so tell us where you started a little bit about Addison and then um, where you're headed
1: man okay well um, I've been a musician my whole life and I say my whole life because I grew up in a like a household of musicians my my Mom's a vocalist. My sister played like wind instruments all throughout school and got a degree at college in music. And my brother's an amazing drummer. My dad's an amazing drummer. So I'm, I'm the youngest. So I grew up in a house full of full of music all the time. And so um, I don't really know when I started playing, but drums were actually my first instrument. And so, um, I know Vince is a drummer, right? Vince is,
0: yeah, Vince, Vince okay. uh, you know the story. Vince started as a drummer, and then okay. Josh, basically, I said, hey, Josh, my buddy is starting to play guitar, and he sent him a fuzz pedal
1: and said, welcome Aww. to the dark side. I didn't know that. That's <laughs> yeah. so cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it was super generous to Josh that. from JHS. Yep. So generous, man. That's, that's who Josh is. That yeah, really he's is a who super good Josh dude. Um, so, yeah, started a drummer and then um, got into string instruments when I was in third grade, started playing violin and then um, got a bass when I was 11. I have this vivid memory of um, being in the car and like air guitaring to some like 80s like rock tune next to my dad. It was like in our old Windstar, Ford Windstar blue van, right? And uh, I was like, see dad, I can do this too. I was like eight or nine years old, you know, and he, he chuckled. And a couple years later, I, I just begged my parents, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to play drums anymore. I want to play bass. Can I get a bass? Can I get a bass? So um 11th birthday got a bass guitar and an amp and then two weeks later i was i was playing our in in church right so i I started playing in church youth group and stuff and so um that's kind of where i got my start and then a couple years after that i just kind of started you know toying around with guitar and really fell in love with guitar more than anything else um i was like 13 saved up enough money went and got my own six string guitar this like terrible washburn that I put like 12 or 13 gauge strings on because I was in a heavy metal band at the time, and you know I need the thickest, chunkiest, mediaest strings you could have. Um, and then just from from then on was like kind of obsessed, and I uh, obsessed with both music, but also with gear and pedals. So I started buying pedals when I was like 13, 14 years old, and uh, I, I haven't I haven't stopped like this. I mean, I know this is not a video podcast, but this whole shelf's just full of stuff over here back behind me there, Justin. So um Oh you're yeah, you're you know. amongst friends. We're we yes. can imagine exactly what it looks like. <laughs> that's it. I've got I don't know, I probably have well, I have a, a bunch more over there too. I probably have, I don't know, forty or fifty pedals at this point. But um yeah, man, so that's that's kinda, you know, the short short journey for me. Um continued to play music, played in, you know, a band or two and um continued to play in church and still do, but um I ended up getting connected with JHS about three years ago, right at the beginning of the pandemic. So I was, prior to that, um, I was a photographer. My wife and I were photographers for a number of years, for most of our 20s. And we decided we didn't want to do that anymore. So we stepped away from that. I got a job with a film production company, which is the world you're in. And um, so I've done some shooting. Uh, I've done a a lot of location audio. And then the pandemic hit, and that company I was working for uh, ended up kind of, I mean, I don't know what, what your experience was like. Um, but we lost basically all the work for like six, eight months. So he had to let me go. Um, and I got connected with Josh and Nick through two mutual friends. Um, so the timing was perfect. I was unemployed for less than 24 hours, like amazing thing. Excuse me. Um, I was unemployed for less than 24 hours, amazing, amazing thing. Um, and, uh, and so I, I started there and I actually had no idea. I don't think any of us did what my role would look like at JHS. And so, uh, you know, over the last almost three years at this point, um, it, it developed into something really, really cool. And, um, st- something I never thought I'd get to be a part of. So I became, you know, the bass player on the show for, for that time while I was there. And, uh, what was funny about that is that actually prior to that, like I still don't even own a base actually, but, um, I really just played guitar for most of most of my, you know, teens and into my 20s and stuff and then started playing bass again at JHS. So, um that's that's kind of the the quick story of, you know, my background and and how I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that um your
0: your parents are obviously true musicians cuz yes. uh you know, they they had a band and they're like, "Oh man, we need a drummer." So they had another kid which is great. right right, right. <laughs> yes well they already had two drummers and so they yeah well know. they you know it's everyone like, wants to three. expand you know right contract negotiations they left the band and so they're right like, we just right. gotta ha- we gotta we'll make another drummer i That's love you your
1: parents are great <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to one-up the doobie brothers is what it was <laughs> <That's great. laughs> we, we need three drummers not two yeah That's so um, funny yeah and it's great to
0: hear that you're also a pedal nerd Yes, um, very I, much so. Yeah, so speaking of that, let's just kind of mm-hmm. jump in real quick and just give okay. us a tour of your board. You know, you can okay. tell us what's on it and
1: yep. why it's on there. Okay. Uh, well, it's right here on the ground. So I've, I've started to do some studio work, which is super cool. Um, had some friends over last night, so it's kind of a bit of a mess. I'm going to tell you what's on the, the ground to the right of the pedal board because we used that stuff last night, and I'll tell you what's on my board. <laughs> so um, on the right here is a micropog, a king of tone, a Benson preamp, a Barber Tone Press, and a JHS color box. So that's just on the ground hanging out for flavor. And then my actual pedal board, usually it has the Barber Tone Press on it. Um, that's usually the, the first pedal in the chain. But I, I go from the Tone Press, currently in its place as an RC Booster, though one of the old, the V1s. Um, so I go from the, t- uh, the, the Tone Press into a um, Turbo Tuner, a Mini Turbo Tuner. And then I have a Little Green Wonder on there, Matt Professor Little Green Wonder. And that is hitting a Cornerstone Gladio SC. And that is then going into a JHS Kilt, into a Deluxe Memory Man Tap Tempo, the 1100 millisecond version one, the blue fella. Uh, and then that goes into an El Stan version two, and then into a Flint version two, into a Boss RV5. And that's that's my pedal board. Um, It's interesting
0: because you have basically two pedal boards. It sounds like you might be building a larger one here soon for your studio stuff. Yes. I mean, if I'm rating pedal boards, and our our whole fan club is we don't rate anything. It's just very subjective. But that's a pretty baller pedal board. Thank you. (laughs) It's a privilege. There is some... um, Well, it's baller in the sense that you have some... You know, if we, you probably know better than I do because you've been exposed to the professor of pedals for so long, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the and the history of effects pedals. But, you know, I kind of chart like you know the early two thousands is kind of this renaissance of pedals, yes. and it's the golden era of pedals, and that's when you see like Mad Professor and Barber, and um, I'm trying to think who else was back then. Diamond started to emerge then. Um, there was Analog some Man. things. Anal- oh yeah, a- Analog yeah. Man. Yeah, uh, you have some of those early pedals like the Tone Press not a lot of people know about Barber it's just blows mm-hmm. my mind and the Tone Press is such a great compressor as I think one of the early ones that had a blend knob so it's mm-hmm. great great yeah. hearing about it and you've got some <laughs> you've got some historical pe- uh, you know some real milestones in the world of pedal build,
1: but builders there Yes well thank you it's it definitely is like you know I think people often talk about you know tones in your fingers and that's true to an extent and you're just, you just went, you're like, eh, I don't know about that. You know, I I mean, but these pedals make you, they give you such a, such a wide palette, you know? And it's like, oh man, there's something really special about just plugging a, a, you know, wonderful guitar into a wonderful amp and that's it. But once you start throwing stuff in between, um, yeah, creativity starts to flow. And and so I am, I'm sure privileged to have all the, the gear that I have and I'm, I'm really thankful, but, um, yeah, I mean, for a long time, too, I mean, you one thing that came to mind, you were like, okay, tell us why. For a long time, I only used like two gain stages on my pedal board, and I didn't play with a compressor, and I I recently was like, okay, I, I struggle with not having enough sustain, so I got a compressor, right, and that helped a lot, and then I was like, it's still not enough, so I added a third gain stage, and I, I just, I don't know what it is like for you, but I'm constantly going through uh, drive pedals and trying to figure out, like the next best drive pedal. And so that's the thing that changes on my board most often. And um, yeah, anyways. Well, I up. noticed
0: that when you Did said, you... like you went through your current build, it was yeah. a, like one or two game stages and then a lot of space. There was so yeah. much space in there. You've got a, a bunch of delays, some reverbs. Yep. And then it sounds like last night you went through, you know, a basically a game stage buffet. Yes, yep. exactly. I mean, yes. You had a lot of fuzzes on there uh, different drive pedals and that's something that you and i have talked about just on text messages was yeah there's nothing better to me than a fuzz a blues breaker circuit and a clon circuit mm. that's like the i can't not have that on my board yes. but i'm constantly changing out the fuzz is what i've been doing okay um
2: okay
1: it's, so you're you're collecting fuzzes
2: yeah You're collecting
0: all of it but yeah we're collecting all of it the fan club has a pretty good collection not like i mean nice. i say that but like not a, yeah you've been around a collection probably <laughs> the greatest collection in the world so i would agree i would agree yes, yes. um but yeah so right now it's actually the ehx lizard queen that's
1: like my fuzz dude yes i just got mines over here on the left did you go did you did you get the big box or the little box? I did. I got the big box. I got one of the big boxes, yeah. So that I was did. the last release I was a part of. But yeah, you got the big box as well? Yeah. I, I, I.
0: it's funny, I was like I saw the release come out and I'm like, Yeah, I couldn't find the link. That there was something on the like the link on the internet or Instagram went to yeah. The ehx version but i saw the big box and i totally got confused so i text josh immediately oh. i was like how do i get the big box like a panic <laughs> like it <he> was <laughs> so crazy and he have this yeah and he texts me back with the link and he's like there's only 80 left and so i was able to get in like within the 30 seconds before they were gone <laughs> yeah totally like i was so
1: stressed mm. um but i love it so much everything. i ended up getting the small box because I didn't oh want you to did put, yeah i didn't want to put the big box on my board yeah I saw your video on Instagram the other day of uh, your your Top Gun theme song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how That's, many how many uh, pedals did you have stacked on that thing? Quite a few. Let's just that, say that was like, <laughs> yeah. If you wanna if you
0: wanna know, it was um, my number one is my my R eight Les Paul into oh, yep into the EHX um, Lizard Queen mm-hmm. into a Gladio the clean side of the Gladio into Hello. the uh, Mythos Milner and then I have a okay. split. So then I run my dry, kind of dual mono, and that goes into a SWART Atomic Space Tone with a little bit of reverb on it. And then the wet goes into a Diamond uh, V1, B1, their halo, or their chorus vibe pedal, then into the Keeley Halo, and then into a 1973 or 1974 Princeton.
1: Dang, man.
0: Yeah. That's a rig. That's just one Ooh. side of it, bud. Okay, wait. What do you mean, just one side of it? What's that? Well, mean? that's just like one gain st- gain, st- like the kind of main gain stage. I have like a couple okay. other modulation pedals on there, um, a collider, source audio collider, and kind of okay.
1: things like that. But yeah, that's Man. that's how I get my Maverick tone, bud. Ooh, that's a good tone. That yeah. is a good tone. Okay, okay, can we can we talk real quick about the Keeley Halo? Well, you can talk how about any pedal, pedal you want to talk about. Man. So that was one of the coolest experiences I had at JHS. Uh, Nick was sick that day. He was supposed to drum. And if you haven't seen that episode, go watch it. It's a really fun episode. We got to help release that pedal. But Well, it's um, also make, make note that Andy Timmons is there. That's why it was so cool. <laughs> Andy Timmons shows up, and I'm like, this is far and away one of the best musicians I'll ever get to play for. And I was so... How do I say this? Grateful Nick got sick. Sure, yeah, I, <laughs> I know he was really bummed he wasn't there. Yeah, but I was like, oh my gosh, so I got the drum for Andy Timmons, and you know Josh was on bass, and it was amazing. But that pedal is incredible, and especially in the hands of you know Andy, it's it was it was so good. It's yeah, so good. I mean that's a. It was awesome to see you play
0: that show. That's actually why <laughs> that was like right after it. I ordered the pedal. Um, no way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah kind of for two reasons. One, I think Andy is like a really good human being. And I was like, it's I true. am going to support Keely. Cause he also, that's funny. Keely's also in that barber tone press analog man. I mean, yes. he's an OG legend when it comes to pedal builders. Yes. So I wanted to support him. His story's fascinating. fascinating. Um, also a great human. Yep. But then seeing that I immediately ordered it and I'm not a big, um, like I think, I honestly think you could get like one, one delay pedal mm-hmm. in a sense that like DSPs are kind of all, to me, they're just very, I don't know. They're like, it feels like the, a DSP I mean, maybe it's in the hands of the, the, the algorithm maker or something, but I, I don't know, I yeah. understand how DSPs are, but it feels like you're buying a computer and less of like a muscle car or something. And we're like muscle cars, sure. you can have lots of muscle cars, but like you can just one MacBook pro is all you need. Right. Um, yeah. But hearing the development of the back and forth between Robert, their algorithm person, I wish I knew his name, and Andy to kind of create that signature sound and how much R&D went into creating the algorithm around Andy's sound, uh, I was like, I can get behind this DSP. And I got it, and I didn't quite understand it at first, and I spent a little time with it, and I just use Andy's preset. That's all I use on it, and it knocked off... Uh, one of my delays off my board
1: and I just absolutely love that pedal I think it's amazing man it really is and you're so right about like the people behind it too because they came We that was the first time I had met any of them and this, this is one of the coolest things about like I don't know maybe we'll get philosophical for a second but I'm like man the other neat thing about all of this gear and equipment is like and this is Josh's thing but it's like the stories behind it and the people behind it right? Like it's so fun. And that's, this is why we're connected. This is why we're on your podcast right now. Cause we're like, we have this mutual obsession. We love this thing, but ultimately it's like, oh man, we have this relationship or friendship and it brings us together. And I just love that. I just want to point that out. Like go gear for, for bringing people together. And, um, yeah, man, the people behind that pedal in particular, and and so many of the, the other people that we've you know met along or that I've met along the way, you know, um, just amazing people, amazing builders, uh, it's so much fun. It's gear is, is so much fun. Uh, that was actually a good segue and you might have
0: actually mm-hmm. already covered it is because nah. I was going to ask you, Vince and I often talk about it and is just, we've never met a bad, like a bad person in this world. Yes. Like the builders, yes. the builders are always so passionate. The artists are always so passionate. And we also, if you listen to our Nam coverage, we had this hopes and dreams one and then like our highlights and, you know, hearing, you know, Pete, Um, Danish Pete play guitar live I mean he is an amazing guitar player you forget just like you see him on the net and then but then you talk to him or talk to anybody and they don't want to really talk about themselves they want to ask you about you and we feel like there's no there's there's no measure there's no stick to measure people by in this world everybody's on this journey and they're just on different points on it and that's what we love about it yeah and you kind of just touched on it but I was like you've had experiences that probably nobody else in the world would have in terms of dealing with people on this journey. And so what, if you had any creative wisdom to share that's beyond man gear brings people together, let us know. But if that's, that's it, you know, speak to that maybe.
1: Well, I can go a bit further into that. I think what's cool and I think this is the case for, it's especially true in this world. I've also touched a few, Different, like professional sports and things like that with, you know, film world. Um, the the truth is, is that people are just people at the end of the day. Like we, we often talked at JHS, like, you know, John Mayer's really famous, right? He's really well known. The whole world knows who he is, but he is still just a guy. And I think that like, he would probably even, um, he'd probably appreciate being called just a guy at the end of the day. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not like, I'm not um, belittling his talent and his, his gifting and his hard work and all of that. I'm just saying, like, people are just people. Like, I'm just a person. You're just a person. Josh Scott's just a person. And and so we we sort of have these, like, um, we put people – we see them on the Internet or we see them, you know, on live TV or whatever, and we go, oh, my gosh, that famous person. But really when you meet a lot of these people, they're just normal human beings. They got wives and kids and, you know – they have a hobby themselves. And, um, so I don't know if that's the wisdom you're looking for, but that's, that's been one of the other cool things to me is that I've gotten to meet so many of these, um, amazing people. And I've, I realized like, man, like I I have, you know, their, their numbers in my phone and I can text them now. Like I, I got to take some pedals too. Um, this was a highlight for me. It was a few months ago, my wife and I went to, uh, see the killers in St. Louis and I, I had just left, uh, JHS had left early that day, and um, Josh texted me and he goes, hey man, uh, turn around, go grab a couple pedals, you're going to take them to the Killers guitar players. And for anybody that that knows me, they know I'm obsessed with the Killers, they're my favorite band, I just absolutely love their music, huge fan of, of anything they do. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get to meet the Killers backstage and take them JHS pedals. So I went back and I got some pedals, and um, we drove out there, and they were some of the sweetest people ever. And it, it made their day to get free pedals on tour and to hang out with me. They were trying to make sure I was comfortable. Do you need something to drink? Do you need yada yada? You know, And I, here I am, I'm like, you know, sort of have put these guys on a pedestal and kind of idolized them. And they're just humans. They're just people. They're just guys who make great music and love gear like me. And, uh, and so I, I just think it's so cool to, uh, well, number one, pedals brought us together that's why I got to meet them and number two they were just good people normal people um so I don't know if that's the wisdom you're looking for but that's that's a bit of insight for me it's been it's been really cool to meet all different kinds of people and then there's there's folks like at Nam. I got to meet um are you familiar with summer school electronics oh we're
0: such big fans of summer school electronics that's yes. like Vin- Vince can't stop talking about summer school electronics for real <laughs> love love summer school electronics
1: man i was at nam and he just tapped on my shoulder and turned around he goes addison i'm summer school electronics i said no way this is so cool and and it's him and his wife right they're a a really small company because he's still i believe he's still a teacher he is he he does build design and pedal build in the summer man and isn't that crazy like it's just wild to me like you meet you meet like you know People like John Mayer. You meet people like Summer School Electronics, and and we're all just like on this journey of making music and and like finding the best tools to to do what what we want to do. Um, it's it's awesome. Music's music's powerful, man. I think it's one of the most powerful things we have in the world. I really do. That's. I mean, I don't know what else to say beyond
0: that. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> like you nailed it. I love the fact that you're also running like a pedal version of DoorDash. Who I am? Well, yeah. I mean, you're basically DoorDash for effects pedals. Like Josh is like, hey, we need to get these pedals to the killers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Like, that's so I was... great. <laughs> I said, you don't have to ask me twice, man. I know. <laughs> I
0: almost want to was... move to like Kansas City or just have like a, um, oh, actually, if you need <laughs> yeah. to let um, anybody know um, in the Pedal world. I live right by Red Rocks Amphitheater, no, so you if don't. you just and I, if you if you hear of people at Red Rocks that need pedals, we'll happily run pedals to <laughs> Red Rocks Amphitheater. Just send us your pedals. We'll have a little stash in the clubhouse, and if there's an artist that needs something, just let us know. We're up there all the time at concerts.
1: Oh my goodness! There's, there might See, be a business
0: opportunity here, Addison. <laughs> DoorDash for a pedals. i
1: dude. <laughs> Sign me up. I love it. I love people. I love connecting with people. I love relationships and like, you know, getting to know folks and I just think, gosh, uh the pe- people are the best. They are the best. <laughs> they are the best, man. Yep, so, okay, I'm going to tell everyone I encounter, "Hey, Pedal Effects Fan Club. You guys, Effects Pedal Fan Club, you guys, you need to send your gear to them. They're going to give them a- I'm going to tell everybody I know, man everybody
0: well I appreciate that Um, also (laughs) we would love to uh, go up to uh, Red Rocks and um, talk pedal boards Um, that's so funny you said pedal effects fan club can I just give you like an insight into the uh, the machinery the 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 machine that is um, effects pedal fan club yes please do sorry I called it the wrong name (laughs) no that's funny you say that because there's a creative director that's a really great friend of mine um, okay and he's and he knows nothing about effects pedals and he's like Mm -hmm. he always calls it pedal effects fan club Okay. And, and and i'm like dang it it's effects pedal fan club and he's like i think you named it wrong it should be pedal effects fan club and now oh, i'm man. just i keep thinking like oh should it be pedal effects fan club and then the creative director and me starts to spiral because if you look at our logo <laughs> yeah I, yeah yeah um i I'm put the order right of the pedals wrong <laughs>
1: <gasps> oh no yeah
0: not that there's a right order of of right right, right. of effects pedals but if you if you and i had our designer remake it but we still okay. kept we kept the logo the same just because it's so funny. But yeah. if you if you go by the board on the thing, we put our clone type circuit towards the end, and I'm like, that's insanity. You always have it as a shaper at the end, anyways. That's those funny. those and are the creative you... decisions that have continued to haunt me for the last few years. <laughs> hey, <laughs> look at what you've built, though. <laughs> You're the, we're the out actually here talking DoorDash. about
2: pedal.
0: <laughs> right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh those gosh. are those are like great words. I I will say that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned John Mayer. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I ever met John Mayer, there'd be about yeah. thirty five seconds of like, uh, I'd fanboy out for a bit, and then I'd probably yes. settle into like, oh, I I would enjoy having a discussion about creativity, like outside yeah. of the music world with with him. But the first right. thirty five seconds would either just be, I'd be dumbfounded, or <laughs> you know, or I'd or I'd start talking to him about like man, the gear page had you wrong for the last decade. You, you know, like, cause like, <laughs> I think when the gear page first came out, I was the only person on there just defending John Mayer on a regular basis. I was like, he's a fearless. No way. Colla- oh my God. There was so much John Mayer hate on there. And I was like, yeah. he's a fearless collaborator. He's more than just this. I mean, his, his, his creative instincts, ex- you know, transcend music. And I was just like, yes. always on there defending John Mayer for like a decade. And finally, I think the world has like accepted John Mayer. <laughs> they've caught up they've caught up you know I was like I was an early adopter Addison
1: yes you were (laughs) hey how long you been on the gear page are you still on the gear page no
0: I don't really jump on there anymore but I've been on there since like like it started like when they went through like okay you know they had to go through like legal counseling like they had to bring in lawyers like early early gear page
1: like it was I had no idea oh like the gear page was yeah it was a thing back then why why do you ask well, I'm just curious. That was I started buying and selling pedals on the Gear Page in 2008. I think I was like 15, and I—I've probably bought pedals from you then. I, I mean, <laughs> quite possibly, man. We've we've probably exchanged some. Yeah, I just uh, it was it was the outlet for me back then. That was the only place that I knew of online. To I mean, there was probably you know a few other spots, a few other forums, but that was like the main one. So I was on there. Gosh, every day looking through the important, like I have vivid memories of just like scrolling and going, Oh, I, I want to try that. I want to try that. So I thought it was interesting. I don't feel like a lot of people bring up the gear page nowadays, at least no. not in the circles I'm in. So, no, no, I love I that. Mean, <laughs> I mean,
0: that, yeah, it was basically it, it predated reverb, you know, that was the only yes. really, you know, international global outlet for music for right. pedal exchange. Well, just as you said, there are great people out there in <laughs> music, the internet. Kind of divides us a little bit, but pedals eventually <laughs> yeah. bring us back together. So let's just, That's it, man. we'll stay on, we'll stay on that. <laughs> just um, for the pedals. Just for the pedals. So I'm going to play, uh, Vince did call in the hotline, which is one 800 fans And you're welcome to call anytime you want, Addison, and just leave a message, yes. let us know what's going okay. on. And so I'm going to okay. play that real quick and Great. we'll see what Vince says.
2: Okay. Yo, this is Vince calling in from, uh, from Maui. I'm out on the Island. Um super bummed i'm not going to be there um to chat with uh Justin and Addison um the the i did want to mention that uh i'm going to play i've got a space on my board um i've got a there's a new electroharmonics uh pedal that came out called uh the hell melter um and it's a pretty heavy gain stage pedal um, distortion. You should check it out. Um, chat a little bit. Uh, chat about it if you want to. Um, yeah, I'm super pumped on it. It looks really rad. Um, and the other thing is, um, I don't know if Addison's up for answering JHS questions. I know that's um, definitely has a, a lot of other stuff going on right now, and I uh, can't wait to hear about it on the episode. But um, as a high game state, like high gain player what is the one what's a JHS pedal he would recommend this for a uh, for high gain um because I always need more of those in my collection as well uh miss you guys have fun
0: all right we heard from Vince Um he's yep. obviously bummed he can't be here but he does have a question and Vince and this is funny about Vince is when we initially, he started, you know, he came from drums and I was getting him into guitars and I found him this old Strat like at, our, at, a, at a guitar shop that he, because he, it was very cheap and he bought it and it was so funny because I come from this like, you know, nothing really good was made after like 1960, like I come from that <laughs> world of guitars okay. okay. and I had no idea where Vince was as a guitar player, uh-huh. I was so wrong. He is seven string, drop tuning, <gasps> heavy, heavy guitar player. No um, way. So I, I tried to like impose my beliefs about guitar early on, and he's like, you know, he broke free of those chains real quick, and he's now on his own quest <laughs> for heavy gain. He's and he's just such a great guitar player. I mean, he's cool. He's a really talented human being, and just learns stuff so fast. So, if you, the question is. If, yeah. if there's a JHS pedal to satisfy his high-gain
1: needs, what is it? Oh, man. Okay, so two came to mind immediately. But I think I think there's one. I'll start with the one that I think might be second choice, and that's the kilt. And it's okay. not second choice because it's second best. It's just I don't know that it's quite what maybe as heavy as he wants to go because it really gets into fuzz territory, and I almost wonder he needs, like, distortion, right? Okay, so the kilt's amazing. That's it's on my pedal board. I love it. Big fan of that pedal. But I think the one that he needs is the Paul Gilbert signature, the PG14. That pedal absolutely rules. It's so good. It is far and away my One of my favorite distortion pedals, I think, um, that exists. It's that's what he needs, hands down. Done. Vince is going to be <laughs> Vince is going to be real excited. I totally forgot about the Paul Gilbert. Yes. Yes. And uh, you know what? Speaking of amazing human beings, I've never met Paul, but I've only heard amazing things from every single person that's ever talked about Paul. So go buy his pedal, because he's a great human being. Done. That's another. That's another artist we can get behind and
0: support. Because buying signature pedals is, you support the builder and the artist. And yes, you can't. It's a win win, is what I'm saying.
1: Can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. No. So,
0: so I know we're we're kind of coming up on time. I want to honor okay. your time um because we could you know what let here's what we're going to do Addison. Let's just say I got say, nothing but time, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I know that, but let's just say you if you're willing to come on down uh-huh. the road again and we could maybe oh. dive into some other things. 100%. Okay. So that being said, we're going to close out with our our traditional three for our guests. Okay. And that's we just heard Vince had a space on his board and he's really looking at this New EHX pedal from uh, the 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 I think it's called the Hell Melter or the the Fuzz yep. Face Melter whatever it is, the Melter of some sort. Okay, um, you've got a space on your board, Addison. Yep. What are you putting on it? What's what do you dream of? What do you wake up in the morning and just wonder like? Do you daydream when you're going to work? You know what's what what's in your mind right now? What do you want to put on your board?
1: <sighs> what do I want? That's a really good question. The the one that comes to mind is one of the old, like '90s big box deluxe memory man's, and I have the tap tempo version. But the those are getting so expensive. I mean, both are the tap tempo version is getting really expensive too. But the big boxes are getting so expensive that I go, mm, I just I don't think I could justify eleven hundred bucks, $1, twelve hundred bucks on a delay pedal. Um, but that's if I could have like if I could add anything to my pedal board. I'd also have to get a new pedal board and maybe an additional power supply to uh, make that happen because it's such a large pedal, <laughs> but that's what comes to mind. I think if I could, if there's anything, I'm like, that's what I want. And they're, man, they're special. Like there's something different about those particular units. The way the, the modulation is, it's just like, it has this like swirling depth to it and it's, the repeats are like this bed of noise when you start to let them run away a little bit and it's like i don't know it never gets too even when it gets out of control and starts oscillating it never gets too like nasty to me some i think some oscillation just kind of ends up overloading things but those pedals man i don't know if you have one or if you've ever played one but they're something special they're really cool so that's that's my answer for you
0: uh uh, the answer to your question is yes we have one and yes we've played one. And you Man. are one thousand percent right. We um, we got one in the clubhouse years ago cause, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of uh, mythology and hype surrounding that pedal and those yeah. that chipset, the MN three zero zero five, I think it was cause that's the one. Yep, that's the one, right? Because then they yep. went to the eights, but everybody wants the five, and yep. and I don't think it was psychological we plugged it in and played it
1: and it it is something different yep i remember uh josh has like i don't know 17 or 18 of them yeah he quite literally yeah he's got a lot of them and there was a time where i went through all of them to check them to make sure they worked and there was a, a a certain couple that were like Kind of, um, we used them as like the control unit, so to speak, because we sent all of them off to go get repaired, and so we were like, make them all sound like this. And uh, I remember being in the room and even going like, you know, there's just something really different about this one. And he said, Yeah, I agree. It's like, it's really, and they're they can be finicky, you know, they age and and kind of things go out of alignment, and they even roll off some high end, you know, some of them when you turn them on and. Um, I, I think that's kind of a little special. Mine does that just a little bit. I actually sent mine to Analog Man and had it modded. He does this impedance mod to it that fixes some of that. And you, I think it's got like a, a potentiometer inside that you can turn and kind of, you know, bring back some effect and or some high end. And um, it, it messes with the effect a little bit with the the tone of the pedal. But um, so if you have one out there, you could send to Analog Man too. I think, I think he's still doing mods on stuff. But um, they're just, they're really, truly special. I think if there's like one that's that's my favorite pedal like far and away is is you know deluxe memory man of you know various sorts but Um, uh,
0: we've mike from analog Man and i have been talking Mm -hmm. back and forth and i've considering selling or not selling sending mine in for him to look at so you should okay you should know i'm always i'm so scared to ship it
1: yeah, I you know? was really, really nervous to send mine in. So mine came from. Can I tell a story real quick? I don't know we're almost 1000%. Yes. <laughs> I mean, anything you want to tell us, we are here to listen. <laughs> Wonderful. This is one of my favorite gear stories because so my wife and I got married super young. We were 18 and 19. Um, it was 2011. And a few years later, we were still young, still very broke, uh, but we decided let's go on vacation. And this was, you know, uh like a little little town in in southern Missouri called Branson, for those that are familiar, it's uh,
0: familiar with it.
1: And um, yep, you were, yep. definitely broke, we a, were definitely broke because that is we were definitely broke. Crazy vacation destination, <laughs> it was. It was. We've all, been there, though, and, yeah, We've all yep. been there though, <laughs> Addison. Yeah, all been there. When you got seven or eight hundred bucks, you drive to Branson and go to Silver Dollar City, and <laughs> you just have a good time, hang out in nature. <laughs> it was honestly, man, I'm a fan. I'm yeah. a fan. It's a wonderful place. You, it's funny. I, I feel like I encounter people there either like. Oh, I love that place. Or they're like, oh my gosh, Branson's the worst. So, anyways, um, so we're driving to Branson. I stopped in Springfield, Missouri because I I heard um, that Electroharmonics had a new old stock batch of the um, 1100 millisecond tap tempo memory man with the MN3005 chips. So there were like two releases of them. And I don't know if I, I'm going to get all these details exactly right, but the initial release, they came out and then they sold out. And prices like continued to rise on them, right? So I remember when they were like four hundred bucks, then five hundred bucks, then seven hundred dollars, and now they're pushing a thousand. But this was in two thousand fourteen. I heard rumor on the gear page of a potential of them releasing like another fifty units. And so I was like kind of scouring the internet that week and went into this music shop in Springfield and this guy goes, You should call Chicago Music Exchange. I bet if anyone would get one, it would be them. And so I was like, well, that's a crazy idea, but what do I have to lose? <clears throat> so I hop on the phone. I call Chicago Music Exchange, and, Chicago Music Exchange, and um, they pick up, and I go, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Do you guys have one? I know it's a long shot. And he's like, hold on. I'll, I'll go check. Uh, and so he comes back. He goes, this isn't even in our system yet. It's crazy that you've called. It like just came in this morning. And I was like, oh. <gasps> no way how much is it And he's like 525 bucks shipped and I was like okay I'll do it <laughs> And my wife was so sweet she's like you have to buy it because I'd been talking about it for months and so she said yep we saved money because we went to Branson on vacation so you can buy a delay pedal and so I got one yeah. of the the second batch releases of this pedal anyways that is that the one story. you have now this is the one I have now oh I, I love I it. love those stories
0: isn't that cool? Yeah, one one you definitely married the right gal. She sounds yes. legend for sure.
1: Um, she is, man.
0: Yeah, any 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 wife or partner or whatever that's that says, you know what, we're just gonna sleep in the back of the car tonight at a rest <laughs> stop, so you can buy an effects pedal.
1: That's a good person. <laughs> no, I didn't ask her to do that. But, uh, you know no. what's funny is that when we started this, I you you you'd said something to your wife like, "Hey, I'm gonna record this podcast," and I, I made a comment. I said, "Man." Our cool wives letting us do this crazy thing that we <laughs> that we want to do. So, yep, it's great. Yeah, she uh,
0: she I, I think she gets as excited about effects pedals as I do. Um, this one, for this real? one's pretty. Well, yeah, it's like it's a different perspective. She's definitely into yeah. the aesthetics of effects pedals. Cool. Um, so yeah, and, and she super supportive of them, and you know, just yeah. been a part of our lives for so long. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll get on to the two last closing ones. This is the Wilson okay. concert. Your, yes. you know your FedEx plane has crashed. You've salvaged <laughs> your rig. Uh, you're playing a concert for eternity for uh, volleyball. What do you what do you have? One guitar yep. one amp and one pedal. And I think this will get us into the pedal guitar discussion because we haven't really touched on okay. that. so let us know what your yep. number ones are for each. Okay. okay.
1: Uh, well, the guitar that I would take this is tough. I have I have my number one, which is to my right here. It's a uh, a K-Line Truxton. It's a Black Tele. It's bound, so cream binding, Rosewood fretboard. It currently has his signature pickups in there that are kind of like, I think they're like Lawler, like vintage tees. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I have another set of uh, Lambertones pickups that I'm going to try in there to see if I like those. But um, it would be a toss-up between that and some sort of, since this is dream scenario world and I can have whatever I want, yeah some sort of like okay money's no object then honestly as much as i love that guitar it's an amazing instrument i'd probably get the very best gold top that i could find uh it could be vintage it doesn't have to be vintage i don't care as long as it's like under eight pounds which is kind of crazy um i know they exist i know they exist but um maybe like a murphy lab like gold top of some kind i'm a big fan of les paul's um so that that would probably be my guitar. I don't know what pickups in there. I would I'd have to do some serious soul searching um, before I took this flight. Uh, well, it's a long flight, I'm, so and yeah. you have internet okay. on the flight, so you can do lots okay. of research. Great. okay. Yep. And do I have do I have all the pickups available to me instantaneously on the flight? Yeah, could, it's a spe, it's a okay. special flight. I mean, cool. <laughs> what FedEx does
0: on a daily basis is a miracle. Yeah. So if you're in one of those planes, <laughs> you can do anything.
1: Yep. And there's more than likely there's different, different pickups on that plane. More than likely,
0: all everything you want's on that plane. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Now, now that I know the... Also, I didn't know the, you were uh, a Les Paul guy. Yeah. I am. I love Les Pauls. Yep. I'm a Les Paul guy. Dude, cut from the same cloth. Let's cut peas in a pod, bud. Um, That's my, it. My number one is a Wildwood yeah. Spec from 2013, oh. um, and it weighs 8.03 pounds. <gasps> See? I... Yeah. I I could get down with that. Yeah. Did you play they, it in person
1: at Wildwood when you bought it?
0: Yeah. The story goes, <clears throat> in 2013 they got this run. Excuse me. <clears throat> back in the day when they were doing the, um, oh excuse me. <laughs> we're, we're both. I get right all choked here. up talking about this Les yeah, Paul. So so amazing. So every day I would look on Wildwood's new inventory, and if there's a mm-hmm. an acoustic guitar, I was like, but I got a little bummed. <laughs> but if there's a 15 new Les Pauls I got pretty stoked. And it was yeah. it was the, I'd look at the gear page, then I'd look at Wildwood, then I, you know, it was an obsession, it was an addiction. And my wife was like, "You just got to get a Les Paul." Amazing. You had I I had a 75 that was stolen from me way back when. Oh, and I had always wow. been on the search to replace it. Um so to feed this addiction that one came up and this was back in 2013 when they did this run of of Wildwood spec feather weights. So they went to the to the factory chose specific woods that met their weight specs And top specs and then released the series and it's in the desert burst So it's just like Jimmy pages and I was born and raised wow. on the Bible preached by Led Zeppelin and I'm just like This is it and I just couldn't do it because it was so much money and it sold they the whole run oh. sold out and i was devastated i had pictures you know on my phone of it and everything and i you know my wife was you know just a, a very supportive and you know talked me through this dark time anyways <laughs> one came back used and just <gasps> and i saw the weight on it and it looked perfect and i just said without even playing it i just said yeah. i'm, I'm going to i called steve i was like i'm taking it and um it's just been my number one ever since. I love it so much. The pickups are radically oh imbalanced. Gosh. Like the neck or the bridge is so bright. Like it's yeah. like you think of, I mean, if you, you'll play it at some point in your life and you'll yes. be like, this bridge pickup is bright and you want that Whoa. neck pickups a little muddy. So I've yeah. kind of designed my rig around, um, each pickup. So I have kind of yeah. signal change specific for each thing, but I love that guitar so much and I can't wait for you to play it,
1: man. I can't wait either. I hope I get out there soon and come like, I, mean, I don't know, I, get to do some work with you or something. I, well, I'm almost, if I drive, if I, yeah. cause so if
0: the listeners don't know, I uh-huh. work in film and now Addison also works in film. So Addison yeah. and I are going to work on a project. We're going to meet in Tulsa, Oklahoma and work on a project oh. together. And if I end up driving out, maybe I'll just bring the guitar with me, Dude, <laughs> but I, I kind of might fly cause that's a long drive. But anyways, oh, yeah. well, we're, oh, you'll, yeah. you're going to come to a concert at Red Rocks or something oh, yeah. and you're going to get to the clubhouse and you're going to play this guitar and hopefully you oh. like it.
1: I can't wait man. Yeah. My first guitar was uh a Les Paul. I actually still have it. I'll tell another quick story. My um I had like, you know, cheap guitars. I was 15 years old and my grandpa had an investment property and he sold that property and sent each of the grandkids a $1000. There was like I don't know 9 or 10 of us, right? So super generous of my grandpa and he had a little Just note making here, it rain. Like, 10k yeah, out the door. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so he sent this check, and I opened the check, and it has this note in it says for college savings, etc. And I went, oh, Les Paul, yeah. <laughs> and my parents he, he, he were like, left it. He put a loophole yeah, in the system, etc., cetera. etc., cetera, yeah, etc. <laughs> and my parents said, they're like, absolutely not. <laughs> and two weeks went by, and I convinced my dad, and so we went to Guitar Center, and all. Uh, it's nothing special. Addison's I'm showing I'm it tracings. to us right now. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, so this it's is unbound. The faded, it's a little
1: yep. a kind of wine red or brown. I'm not sure. Yeah, this is the faded studio model, the vintage mahogany or whatever. So they're all vintage mahogany. mahogany. I, yeah, I believe it's chambered. It's extremely loud, really resonant guitar. And like, I didn't know what I was doing when I was 15, picking out a guitar. But dude, I got a really good instrument, a really really good instrument. So it's aged really well. Um, so this is my only Les Paul right now. I really want a gold top, and I've been saving for. Uh, for a gold top, so maybe maybe I'll end up with one very soon here. But anyway, so that's that's my Les Paul story. So I've loved Les Pauls ever since I, oh. you know, this was my first real big boy guitar. Yep. Anyways. So, love it. We've
0: got through the guitar on your Wilson rig. Okay. <laughs> and now we're going to talk pedal and amp combo.
1: What are we looking at here? Okay. This should be no surprise. Pedal, hands down, is the Deluxe Memory Man Tap Tempo. Modded by Analog Man with the Panasonic MN3005 chips. I have it right here. I, Spoken I carry like it like a true always. fan club member. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I carry it with me, so of course I have it on the plane. It, it goes everywhere with me. It's in my backpack all the time. You never know when you need one, so. Um, it's safer on so your person. You never leave it, it unattended. Is. Right, yes, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then AMP, I, I have exciting news for you, Justin. I have a matchless SC30 in gray sparkle out for delivery. Literally, as we speak, it could be on my on my doorstep right now. I don't know. Do you want to check the tracker right now? Do you know has oh. it been delivered? <laughs> like this I don't is know. Exci- I'm, ba- let's, I'm let's about check. to find out. This okay. is exciting. I'm, I'm gonna see here, but that would be my amp. Oh, look! It says it's coming today between noon and two. Let's see where we're at here. FedEx is amazing. <laughs> They're they're keeping me updated the play by play. This is great. Where are we at? Okay, out for delivery, baby. It's not here yet, but it's out for delivery. So I love the that, fact your number one amp, <laughs> your Desert Island amp, yes. is being delivered as we record today. Today, I got to play one at CME um, last September. My wife and I went for my 30th birthday to go see the Killers in Chicago, and I I played. Uh, it was an I played like an R eight through a DC 30. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the tone. And so I, um, I promptly came home and put a, an SC 30 on order because a DC 30 uh, too heavy for me. <laughs> I mean, so anyways, you're, you've, you've passed the 30 mark, man. You got to look out for your back, bud. Uh,
0: yep. Absolutely. Gotta be careful. <laughs> gotta, gotta be, be careful. careful. Uh, health <laughs> is, um, health and wealth buddy um so what what's That's the true. difference between the two I, i'm not i mean i know yeah. matchless and yeah. and that but i don't know them as maybe as intimately as you do so tell us what the difference yeah. is between the two and why
1: what you know what is about the sc that kind of sets it apart so dc uh the only difference it's the c30 line right so you can get it in a head which is hc30 the h is for head you can get it in a dc30 which is double so two speakers two 12 inch speakers or you can get it in an sc30 which is single speaker. So that's the only difference, all the same circuit. Um, people say that the DC30s have just an extra special something sauce and it's the combination of the mismatched speakers in there. So Matchless does something. It's like a greenback variant and a G12H30 variant. Um so I, I I don't know. I mean I heard one in Chicago. I've never really like spent time with one, but um yeah. So that, that that's the only difference is as far as I know.
0: What, um, just, re- just go through the controls real quick on those, just so we yep. know.
1: Yep. So exactly. there's a, there's two, two different channels. There's a, um, a 12 ax seven channel, and then there's an EF 86 channel, the 12 ax seven. And then I think there's a high and low input, um, which matchless amps for those that don't know have amazing low inputs. Typically. I think people often go like, Oh, plug into the high input on, on amps, like vintage fenders, I think don't do very well on the low input. Right. So always in the high input matchless does a really good job like I have a a matchless Spitfire right here and the low inputs honestly great Um, and so uh, yeah that's just an aside so the 12x7 channel is volume um, bass and trouble and then the EF86 channel is I believe volume uh, tone switch so it's like a a six position um, knob Six position rotary switch, uh, and then I think it's got a cut control on there. I'm pretty sure. Actually, this is HC30, let's see, let's double check if I'm right here. And I don't think it's, is there a master volume on these? There is a master. Okay, so there's a master volume and a master cut. Yeah, but then the controls were right on. So 12x7 sides, volume based, trouble, EF86 side is volume and tone. So
0: you're getting all your, If if you need drive on the island, you're getting it
1: out mm-hmm. of the hundred percent. Yep. Yep. And um, <clears throat> the, the memory mans do a great job of, they have a preamp in them. So great job of hitting the front of your amp. But
0: what do you, um, just, uh, you said master cut, um, uh-huh. w- just talk real quick. I know this is yeah. effects pedal fan club and not necessarily, yep, amp, sure. but you got to plug them into something. How do you use Absolutely. the master Because That's just something mm-hmm.
1: that's fascinating to me. Yeah. It's un- well, un- I, think under- it's- it's, I don't understand it as well as maybe you do. Sure. Uh, I think it's, it's just cutting top end really. Um, and so, some of these, some of these amps, um, it's in the Vox category, right? So, I mean, it is a, it's like a super souped-up, muscly car Vox AC30 is what this is, and so the top end on them can just really get out of control, and so that cut control helps you tame some of that top end. And what's cool about these amps is that um, I, I know a lot of amps are this way. I, I really, I feel like this particularly about the the matchless amps that I've played, but all of the controls are just so interactive. Um, and so you might want to like totally dime the trouble on one of the channels, but use the cut control to tame how troubly or high endy is, and you'll get a different like game structure inside the amp, basically. So um, that can be useful to do all kinds of different things with it. You can um, like same with the, you know, the bass knob, you crank the bass knob and get you know more more drive out of it i think i think things like that so cut knob is just helpful to to get rid of some of that top end that's maybe a little bit too much for you if if you're hitting it with a boost or hitting it you know with brighter guitar or something like that so and it's different than turning your treble knob down cuz i think like i said treble affects gain so
0: uh i see what you're saying cool cool cuz you could <clears throat> get more gain to the amp by just letting more through with the treble and yep. drive it harder sure. but the cut knob's going to do something different than that so you can kind of retain I, your gain yep. stage but then EQ it a little bit
1: Yeah I think it's post I mean that would be you know on yeah. the basically the the output of the amp or, or it's it's after it be after the tone stack, I guess. I don't know. I'm probably saying something and someone's going to listen to this and they're like, nah, you're totally wrong, dude. No, well, That's my understanding. People are going to listen so.
0: to this and be like, Addison is a good dude is what they're going to say. And if they say anything they like, other than that. Yeah, we trusted him. Yeah, we trusted him. Yeah. if they say us. anything other than he's a good dude, then they're not part of the club. Let's just put that rule out there. Um, All right. Fair. Yeah. Cool. So I think that was it. We, we have your Kay. rig covered. Um, yep. You and I um, are going to meet up in... Tulsa, Oklahoma here in a few yeah. few weeks and yeah. chat more sure. about something else. So what what does the club yeah. need to know? Uh, this is kind of your space. Just be like, hey club, here's what you need to know. Here's what Addison
1: needs to tell you. What do we got? Oh man, uh, don't stop making music. Keep keep chasing it, man. Buy more pedals. You always need more. There's never too many. Um, oh, I okay. This is my last piece of wisdom. Sell the good things for the, to find the great things. And this is talking about gear specifically. So if you got a guitar and you're like, this is a really good guitar, but uh, it's just not, not quite there yet for me to sell it. Even if it's, you know, a special guitar or something, go find the great instrument that's going to inspire you to play. Same with pedals, same with amps. You know, that was, you know, for me, the, the, the reason why I, I got an, uh, an SC30. I was like, that's the amp I've always wanted. I'm going to sell some stuff. I'm going to get rid of all the other kind of the excess and, and get the thing that I want that I know is going to be the great thing. So, um, that's that's my last words of wisdom for people. Honestly, Addison, I got chills thinking about that. <laughs> did you really? I did. I did. That's like oh, that's really. Good.
0: That's great advice. Um yeah. it's, it's applicable to a lot of things. Because I, it when is. good and great come into the equation, yep. as a creator, I go the opposite way. I say never okay. let great get you know mm-hmm. be the enemy of good. Like never yeah. get para- para- paralysis by analysis. Like
1: yeah,
0: I come from like a short filmmaking world. Like. You know what? You can think about it in forever. Go make it. Just yeah. ju- ju- kind of just the just do it" mentality. But when yes. it comes to like things, mm-hmm. there's not room in your world
1: for a bunch of things, right? Sell the good for the great. I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And, and truth is, you can really only play one guitar at a time. Yeah, you know. So if you only have one or two, but they're like, great. There's something like I want instruments that that I want to pick. Like I'm excited to pick up my telly, you know, and play that all the time because it's a great instrument. It's like I'm never gonna sell this. But before I got that, I went through, I don't know, probably eight other guitars to like to find that one, right? And now I'm like, cool, all right. Now it's in the collection. Let's move on to the next one. Find you know, so yeah, sell sell the good to find the great. Well, Addison, we are going to leave
0: it there. That is valuable wisdom for everybody in this world. Um, <laughs> so glad. I want to say thanks a lot for hanging out yeah. and taking your time this morning to chat. I, I really enjoyed the
1: conversation. Man, me too. This was a privilege. When you asked me, I was like, what? I get to be on your podcast? Yes, I love this. So You can. You I, can. I, I oh, it's an open door for you, But
0: Anytime ah. you want to come on. <laughs> Well, just hit me up anytime. I'm All right. I'm down.
1: I love I love this. I love talking about gear and yeah. I appreciate you, man.
0: Thank you. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. We'll see you uh, soon. And then when you're out at yes. Red Rocks, we'll see you at the clubhouse jamming guitars. Uh, you can find the Effects Pedal Fan Club at effectspedalfanclub um, dot com. Sign up for the newsletter. You can find us on Instagram. You can call the hotline one six zero nine eight hundred fans. That's open to anybody. Tell us who we should talk to. Tell us about your favorite game stages. Whatever it is. And um, as we say, Vince always closes this out. What, sh- what should we do if we're considering that pedal? And Addison, you would probably say, go get it. Buy it. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Addison. And we will catch up with the rest of the fans next week.